Are you considering partnering with a doula group or agency? Or maybe you hadn't even thought about it at all, but now you are. In this episode, I'm sharing a few hot seats from students inside my signature program, Marketing School for Photographers. I'm going to give you some pros and cons about partnering with a doula agency. You'll get to walk through that conversation with myself and a student, as well as look at what to do when your inquiries ghost you. Welcome to the From Better Half to Boss podcast. I'm Tavia Redburn, and on this show, I share how I retired my husband from his nine to five with my birth photography business, all while homeschooling my three kids. If you have a passion, there is a reason. It's because you were made to follow that passion. It's your time to go from better half to boss. Hey y'all, I'm Tavia and I help photographers learn how to specialize and get fully booked with ideal clients so they can go full time. I do this with my birth photography certification and my seven step marketing system. So here we are again, taking a look a little bit behind the scenes with some marketing school students um, at a few of their hot seats. And first up, we are chatting with a marketing school student when she asked, should she partner with a local doula agency? a local doula agency would like to work together. And I have a very long-winded question and would rather have a conversation about it than type it here. Okay. If you had to boil your long-winded question down into one sentence, what would it be? (laughs) So because I'm also doing doula work, I wasn't sure how to make it work for both of us because I didn't want people to like hire me and then they lose out on the money. Cause I was like, I'd give you like a kickback basically. But mm-hmm. since now I'm doing the flat fee and then IPS, I like our fee is similar. Theirs is a little bit higher. So I wouldn't mind letting them have like the overage and then maybe like an extra hundred bucks or whatever. But I don't basically I'm like, is has anyone else done this before? And like, does it make sense? Cause she says she gets inquiries for birth photography. But So I think it would benefit me, but I don't want to be like stuck in this situation, basically. What's the, what are the terms? We haven't come up with terms yet. Like what did she propose? Basically, so she just gained ownership of this agency, like in October. So she's still learning the ropes. She, they, her doulas, they get like, um, like 65% of the fee and then the agency gets like 35%. And so I don't think she was expecting that much. I was thinking like 10-ish percent. But if I'm doing the doula work too, then that they might lose out on that extra money. You know I don't love this. Set- I don't love this setup. Like I know it's yeah. becoming more popular and I know that like, but it just, I just don't love it you know, the, the relationship that I've had with other doulas and midwives is always just like, we refer each other. Like it's, it's not anything where like I'm paying them. I give them a, I give them a referral credit to the studio. So like they get their family photos paid for, they get like a mini session paid for or whatever with their referral credits, but I'm not like Venmoing them cash for, for people that they refer to me. And I'm not saying that that's that you can't do that. I mean, I think, I don't think that there's anything wrong with that, but this whole like 35% and whatever, I mean, like 
first of all, no way, 35%, right? <laughs> no way. Yeah. Um, and I would almost rather just build a partnership with them. Like we talk about in the course than do any of this stuff, because if she starts talking about exclusivity and like, you know, you can't do this and can do that. That's a big no for yeah. me. And I feel like because she's just owned it, like she doesn't necessarily know what she's doing. And from what I've like gathered, not, not like her doulas are great doulas and she's a doula and she's a great doula. And I know they take care of their clients, but like the business side of it, I feel like we could help each other because if someone hires me and they want, they want like just the doula, I'm not the person. Like I will say, you need to go hire a doula and I'll be your photographer. But if they just want someone that kind of like does the prenatal and a postpartum and is there to like kind of basically guide their partner, that's kind of like my my philosophy, I guess. I'll do hip squeezes if I need to, but you know, yeah. that's kind of the thing. So yeah, so I was just kind of wanting to see if anyone had done something like this, how they made it work, or if that's just like something that doesn't work. <laughs> I'm happy to open it up. If anybody has experience, um, or thoughts, you can just unmute yourself, Olivia. I would say, um, because it seems like she doesn't really know any better for lack of a better term. Like, I don't want you to take advantage of her obviously, but you could just be like, Hey, I'm not interested in being one of your doulas or doing a percentage or anything like that, but I am interested in working with you. So here's my proposal to you. And it could be like, you know, any of the offers that we talk about in the vendor networking module, like I'm going to give you a hundred dollar gift card to give to your clients to work with, to hire me or whatever. And in exchange, you get blah, blah, blah. Or I'm going to give you this many canvases to display and in exchange, you'll get blah, blah, blah. Or I will um, give you photos. Yeah. Like if I did, if I offered to do headshots or whatever for all of their doulas or whatever as compensation, I don't know. It's just, I like to like talk things out. (laughs) And so also, I would be wondering, like, I mean, we get a lot of requests for birth photography. Is that like two times a year? Is that like two times a week? Is it two times a day? Like, what does that mean? And I, I just, to me, I would rather have multiple relationships with multiple different people than like be super tied into like one person. Like there is value in having deep connections and relationships with like the people that you like working with. I just don't want you to get like super dug in with this person like too soon. And one thing that I used to be a part of was a birth collective where I paid a monthly fee basically for, I had space there, but also, um, I paid for referrals. It was like 40 bucks a month. I paid for referrals and, um, I was there for like three years probably. And so it worked out well. I was their only birth photographer and like, they referred people to me sometimes, but ultimately I was like, it wasn't really trackable and everyone there was referring to me whether or not I was a part of the collective. And so I ultimately just left. Um, but I wouldn't say it was a bad deal. Like there was no exclusivity on my end. Like I could work with other people or whatever, Um, so I would just do what feels good to you and definitely not anything that's a percentage or exclusivity or anything like that. Does that help? Yes, that's very helpful. Thank you. Okay. 
What if you could get clients from social media in only one hour a week? Even if you don't know what to write in your posts, and even if you're a new photographer without a lot of sessions to share. You know your ideal clients are on social media, but it's likely that a lot of your new followers are mostly your friends and maybe other photographers and probably some spammy accounts. If this sounds like you, I have an inexpensive offer I think that you will love. It's called the Photographer's Posting Plan. It's a complete process to schedule engaging posts in just one hour a week so that you can get back to what you love, taking photos. The best part is it's only $37 and you will have lifetime access to everything inside. To find out more, head over to taviaredburn.com slash PPP. And if you don't know how to spell my name, that's fine. The link is in the show notes. Stop randomly posting on social media to crickets and start attracting ideal clients who don't care about price because they've built a connection with you and so they want to hire you. Check out the photographer's posting plan at taviaredburn.com slash PPP. Okay, let's get back to the episode. Okay, this next clip is a mini training that I did, and I didn't post the whole thing. It's just the intro, but I think you're going to find it really valuable if you have a hard time sticking with one thing, if you find yourself getting distracted by shiny object syndrome, and I am totally raising my hand, then this clip is going to be really, really beneficial for you. So let's talk about and listen in to me talking about the importance of laser focus. So I want you guys, let's go workshop style a little bit with this here today, because I want you to focus on where you are in the course. Has any, is anybody done with the course and not currently like re going through it? I want you to think about something else that you can use for this exercise. Okay. Another goal that you're working towards something that you're doing right now. Okay. Everybody else. I want you to put this in context of the course. Okay. So write this down for yourself and then write it in the chat. If you'd like, you don't have to share what is something you need to complete. Like what's the next module or lesson that you need to complete that you're currently working on. You don't have to write down the module. You can just write like the general, like social media or website or module one or whatever. Where are you in the course? What do you need to complete? What module or lesson are you currently working on? While you guys are thinking about it and writing it down, I want to just stress to you the importance of laser focus. Here's what can happen sometimes in the Facebook group and just in general. People are posting what they're doing. They're posting their ideas. They're posting their wins. They're posting this or that. And you're like, oh my gosh, that's such a good idea. I have to do that too. And then you totally get distracted from what you're working on. So I encourage you to create a brain dump task list or something where you're like, oh, that's a good idea. I want to do that later type list. I use my notes app for this. My notes app is my life because it's so convenient on my iPhone to just open up and like talk into sometimes instead of feeling like, oh, I need to go work on this. I'm going to start researching this. Who was it? Somebody posted like a really great uh, lead magnet that they had just created. Was it somebody in here? I can't remember who it was. Might've been Meg. Um, and it was like, 
I could see myself and definitely you guys starting to be like, Ooh, that's so good. Like I need to go work on that. Like I should do something like that. Right. If that happens to be what you're already working on, like you're already working on your lead magnet. So you're like, okay, that's great. Like I'm, this is actually helpful for me right where I am. But if you're not clap up, put it on your list for later and keep focusing on what you're doing right now. Because otherwise, when you've got all these bridges that you're building, you're like, oh, I'm working on the course, but also I'm going to come down here and do this. And I want to, uh, uh, your bridge is never going to make it all the way to the other side. Cause you're like halfway building something and then jumping over here to the next halfway. <laughs> I think you were meant to be here today. I see a lot of nodding from you. You're like, yes. <laughs> so focus on one bridge, make it all the way to the other side then come back and start building the next bridge. And for each of you, for the, the focus of this conversation, I want you to think about it being a specific lesson or module that you're working on. Focus on that to make it to the other side. Don't let yourself get distracted. I'm telling you guys, I created this because it's literally what got me to go full-time and retire my husband. Every single thing that you're learning in this course is what got me there. It's not fluff. It's all there for a reason. And so I want you to stay focused on that. In fact, speaking of staying focused on our goals, I want you to bring that goal top of mind for you here today. Why did you join this course? What is your goal? What, at the end of the day, what do you want to see happen? And I already know the answer for most of you guys, because when you joined, you filled out a form and you said, if I could wave a magic wand and make anything happen in my business after completing this course, it would be X. Do you know what that thing is for you? And it might feel crazy and it might feel dumb to even say out loud, but I want you to revisit that and bring it top of mind. At a minimum, write it down for yourself right now and keep it on a post-it. You guys, my computer is filled with post-its because I have reminders of like, why am I doing this? And, and what do I need to remember? So keep it top of mind so that when things get challenging and you're building all those bridges and you're like, oh my gosh, this is hard, you can remember. If you have ever been ghosted by an inquiry, you'll wanna listen to this next clip. If you have experienced that, you are not alone. And the next clip I'm walking a student through um, my thought process whenever I get an inquiry that doesn't respond to me or when I get several inquiries that ghost me, um, what I'm looking at, what I'm thinking about, and how to potentially recover them as a client. I took such a long break over the holidays and I jumped back in and my email kind of blew up. I was really excited. I got nine inquiries and only one made it to a consult though. It's like whenever I respond back to them, and I'll say, you know, congratulations. Thank you for reaching out to me. What is the best time to set up a consult where we can grab coffee and chat and see if we're a good fit? Mm -hmm. And then it's, it's a ghost. And then I'll follow up in a couple of days later, later and I'll send them like a birth photography guide, the one that's um, what to look for in a birth photographer. Mm -hmm. Still nothing. And I'm just like, I don't know what I'm doing wrong, but it's possible that you're not doing anything wrong. It's possible that these people, um, who know, like so many different things. Number one, I'd be interested to know your response time. Like, was it within the same day? Was it five days later? Was it 10 days later? If it was a long time, 
the chances, you know, they may have moved on. If it was a short amount, not to like stress you guys out and feel like you have to be chained to your email constantly, but response times do matter. Like I have gotten clients because of my response time and I've lost clients because of my response time. And I know because they hired Stephanie before she was working with me and then she was told me about it. So like, that would be my first question is your response time. The next question would be, how do they hear about you? Because if they heard about you from a midwife who recommended you, that's a lot different than if they heard about you from a recommendation in a Facebook group. Do you know the answers to any of those two, either of those two questions? So I've been trying to respond within two hours. Oh, awesome. And most of them are coming from a midwife group that I have no idea what this is, but I have had so many people reach out to me and say that I was recommended by someone in a midwife group that they're in. I don't know if that means the other moms in the group are referring me. Okay. So these particular inquiries, was there a two hour response time? Like for all of them? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I didn't like wait a long time on all of them. Okay. So it wasn't like any of them were like five days or something. And then all of them came from this midwife group, which probably is a Facebook group. One of them was Google and then the rest were this Facebook group. So it almost sounds like someone posted and then a lot of people recommended me and then other moms saw it and reached out to me. Okay. So that's different as you know, than like a midwife directly saying like, Hey, you need to call right. So to me, it is a midwife group, but it would still be like a Facebook group type of thing, which is probably less qualified. What is your inquiry email actually say? Like, does it have pricing or what does it say? It doesn't have any pricing. I just, I mean, they asked me for pricing, but I just respond back and try to get them in a consult and then go over pricing at the consult. And only one resulted in the consult. So whenever you email them back, you just say like, Hey, congratulations. I'd love to hop, like get me in person to talk about your birth. Are you available this day or this day? Right. And they just say nothing. And then it's like, just ghost me. And then well, I follow up a couple of days later with that guide and say, I, I was just following up to see, you know, which day is going to be best for us to get together. And then here's a, also, here's a birth photography guide. And then still just nothing. Does the birth photography guide have pricing? Mm -mm. I think that sometimes that's just the way it goes. I think that, like I said, inquiry time, I'm sorry. I know that kind of sucks. Um, But I think that inquiry time matters. And I think that um, the quality of the lead matters, like where they came from and how they heard about you also matters and if they're willing to like meet up with you. If they want to email you and just get pricing, they're not your people. Like if they're like not responding to you because you didn't immediately send over pricing, it's like, okay, bye. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes emails go to spam. So after one or two follow-ups, I would text them or call them and just be like, hey, I was emailing you, but I didn't see a response. I just want to make sure you got the info you needed from me. Because sometimes stuff goes to spam. What I was going to ask was in my thing, I have, um, what is your email and phone number? But they always only put their email. They never put their phone number. So I was thinking of making a second box that's like email and then a separate box for phone number where they have to put their phone number. 100%. I wouldn't make it required, but I would definitely make it its own field. Okay. 
because and phone number, like I probably wouldn't even see that. You know what I mean? I just see email and type in email. Like I might not even see phone number response time, where they came from, the follow-ups, calling, texting afterwards, like that's all you can do. And you never know. Some of them might come back later and be like, Hey, life just got busy. I still want to meet up with you. You know what I mean? Like they got a response and they might, who knows, they might come back later and, um, want to chat with you. Okay. Thank you. I think short of directly calling them instead of emailing them, like you get the inquiry and you call them first instead of emailing them short of doing that. I think you're doing everything right. Okay. (laughs) Does anybody else have any thoughts on like that situation and inquiries and anything? Uh, Tavia, when I started emailing people through HoneyBook instead of my Gmail account, I can see if they've read it or not. So that helps me figure out if they're getting my emails or like what's happening. Perfect. Yeah. Thank you for that. That's super helpful. Are you using a CRM like that? I have HoneyBook. I just didn't think about like responding through HoneyBook. That's really smart. Oh yeah. Totally respond through HoneyBook. It gets so crazy and like chaotic if you don't, because then it's like, where was I talking to this person? Like in HoneyBook, it's like, it's all right there and you can see every interaction that you've had with them. So like, yeah, for sure. Respond in HoneyBook. Also, um, when it comes to HoneyBook and like the red receipts and all of that, I will look and see if they read it and still say like, Hey, just making sure you got this email kind of a thing, because I want them to at least, I think in our final follow-up email, I say something like, just let me know either way. So we can take you off our list. Like respond to me. I am a person. It actually kind of drives me crazy when people just ghost me because it's like, I am a real human here. Like if you're not interested, that's fine. Just say like, Hey, it's out of the budget or Hey, we found somebody else or whatever. Like that's not going to hurt my feelings. I understand. I'd rather you like get off of my pipeline. So I'm not having to think about you anymore. So I think in our final email, we say something like, let us know either way so we can take you off our list kind of a thing. Maybe I should go back and say something like that then because it'll be my third email total if I do that. Yeah, that's what we we have. Uh, we actually send four. We do the inquiry response and then follow up. Well, maybe two. I can't remember. Carmela does it all now, but I think it's like two or three responses that we send, like follow-ups. So in the final one, I would say something like that. Okay, so those three clips were three very different conversations. And I did that on purpose because I know that no matter where you are in your business and what you're working on in your business right now, chances are one of those resonated with you significantly more than the others. And so I hope that you will take a few minutes today to take action on that one clip or that one item that stood out to you today. Hey, if you're enjoying this podcast, please hit subscribe wherever you're listening and make sure and leave the show a review on iTunes because doing that helps the show reach more people. And my friend, if you have a passion, if you want to work with a local doula agency, if you have a passion for birth photography and you need a little help staying laser focused, or if you love photography, you want to grow your studio, but keep getting ghosted by inquiries, do not let those things get you down, friend, because... Your passion is there for a reason. So I hope that you will get out there and make it happen. Have a great week.